Thanks for tuning in to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. It would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the gospel message of Jesus by subscribing to, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast. We are believing to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. Thanks and enjoy this week's message. No matter what I'm going through, no matter if some days I smell like toast, it's the, it's, it is the strength, it is the joy, it is the love of Jesus Christ that brings me through. And you know, God was, I was sitting there, God was saying to me, before I get into my message tonight, God was saying to me, remind the people. See, you, you, can, you can believe you're saved, but you're not saved. You can think you're saved, but you're not saved. You, you, could, you could say, well, you know, I received Jesus when I was five years old. But you're in the world. You, you, you're after the world, but you're not after the cross. You got one foot in, and you got one foot out. And then you say, I'm going to heaven. No, you're not. You can, you can sing all the hallelujah songs. You can know all the scripture, but you still could go to hell. There's pastors and the leaders, and there's people in hell today. They, they, it's amazing because there's people that grew up in the church and they, they're in hell today. And, and, and God was saying to me, when I was sitting there, God was saying, tell them the story about the, about the young lawyer. True story, by the way. I heard it from a pastor, a friend of mine. And he said, uh, I said, okay, Lord, I say it. Because it's for someone here. It's for someone here. And the story goes like this, before I get into my preaching, I think I have a little time, right, to preach, right? It was in the last service. All right? So, <laughs> listen, I'm so grateful to come here. I've I really been very touched to come to this ministry. I've been to a lot of ministry, done a lot of TV shows. I mean, the only TV show I told the people earlier, I haven't done Sesame Street yet. <laughs> trying to get in. And uh, it's, it's a competition between me and Big Bird. So I can eat out. I can eat Cookie Monster out. I, I love cookies. I just got a thing with cookies. <laughs> just saying. But something special in this house. And I've been, I, I preach. I've been to places that I preach. I've been to places that I preach to 8,000 people in three days. But when I came here, there's a move in the spirit, such a sweet spirit. There's, 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 a, there's a purity. It's hard to find purity in, in the church, in ministry. It's hard to find that purity. See, I say things in the spirit. You, you can tell me all you want. You can, you, can, you can sugarcoat it. You can dress it. You can tell me all you want. But you know what? There's nothing that the Holy Spirit will not reveal to you. I've been, I've been to ministries, and God has shown me things, and I, I just go to minister. Like, like you know, like I share, I share a true story with you. I had beef like with Creflo Dollar. I had like beef with him. I was like, this dude's crazy to ask him for a jet. I'm on, jet, I'm on Delta. He wants a jet. <laughs> so I had this whole thing, you know, with Creflo. Because, you know. And then I got an invitation to a show. I said, that's right. We're going to set it off. I'm going to let him know how I feel. I'm going to throw my two cents in there. And when I got there, the guy's a nice guy. Honestly, one of the nicest people I met on TV land. With me? You see, so, so I, I came here, 
but I, I, I know there was an a, a awesome ministry here. But not only awesome, but powerful. You could be awesome, but not powerful. You could be awesome, but still lacking. You could be awesome and still married to demons. I'm coming down your way. Don't worry about it. So put on your seatbelt. But when you're awesome and powerful, then you got something special. And you got that, Pastor. And my, my, this my, that's my homie right here. I know he don't laugh a lot, but I know you don't smile a lot. But I want to I be like you. He's from Brooklyn? Oh, you from Brooklyn? You don't smile? Brooklyn is John Gotti, you know, the mafioso, Genevieve's. And so this is, God told me, say this story because this story is for someone. You see, there, there was a person that committed in the town, he committed murder. There was a person, based on the truth, so he committed murder. He, he committed murder. So he hired this young lawyer to defend him. So the young lawyer went to court to defend him. And he got, and the young lawyer, he sat there and he defended this guy. And this guy committed murder. He was guilty. So the young lawyer was very brilliant, very smart. Very, lawyer had, he, had, he had charisma. He got, he got him off. So when the jury came in, they got him off. And he said, he's not guilty. Even though he was guilty. Even though he was guilty. He deserved the death penalty. He got him off. Years later, the same man got in trouble and committed murder again. He ended up in court. But this time around, he went to the court and he looked up. And when he looked up in the court, the person that was his lawyer now was his judge. So God came. Jesus, the son of God, came to be your lawyer. But now he's coming back, not as your lawyer, he's coming back as your judge. What are you going to do? Are you going to keep playing games? Are you going to surrender? Ask yourself that, because this is for someone in the house. This is someone in the house. You know, let me say something. 50% of the church is going to take the mark of the beast. I'm going to prove it to you. 50% of the church will take the mark of the beast. Because see, the devil's strategy is television, media, music, movies. You with me? So, when, see, the reason I know, and check yourself, before you wreck yourself. You with me? All right, let's go ghetto. Amen? Check yourself before you wreck yourself, because half of you are sitting here, and you will take the mark of the beast. And the reason you will take the mark of the beast, let me tell you why. The reason why you sit on, you sit in front of TVs, you watch filth, you watch nastiness, they blast them, they curse the name of the Jesus, they mock the name of Jesus, you don't change the channel. And the devil is conforming your mind, dumbing your mind, dumbing your mind that you have no reverence and not awe and respect and honor for the name of Jesus Christ. So as they, as they do that, you, you know the sad thing about it? Someone curse your mama out, you ready to throw down. Someone curse your mother out, curse your daddy out, you ready to roll your head back and throw the Vaseline and go outside and throw it out. Someone curse the name of Jesus and you do nothing about it. You not even move. 
You're not even compelled to change your channel. How dare you change, curse the name that I've been saved under. Click. You sit under that film, that garbage. And what happens? Your mind is getting sealed, neutralized. So that name don't mean nothing to you anymore. Give me the mark. That will be you. And when you take that mark, kiss yourself God, because you ain't going to heaven. I used to work for this lady, cheesecake lady. She was Jewish. And I needed a job, Jack. I was broke. I'm talking about broke. I mean, stinking broke. You know? So she gave me Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays to work. She gave me $100 a day. That's 300 That was money back then. 300 uh, I was, I was talking about, I would go to Marshall's and change the prices. You know, that's bad. <laughs> you know, when Marshall had that, the price and they got the little red sticker, I look for the red sticker and other things and put the price on that. And then I repent later because it's stealing. That's how broke I was. I mean, bad broke. And this lady would say to me, she knew I was a preacher. I would go out part-time and preach because I was not even full-time ministry. I'd go out part-time and preach. And she said to me, I hate Germany. She told me, I hate Germany. I said, well, I'm with you, baby. You know, I'm with you. I know Hitler and the Holocaust. I feel you. I feel your pain. Then she said, I hate Jesus too. I said, hold up, chill. <laughs> I said, let me talk to you. Let me, let me put you in your place. I used to drive this cheesecake van full of cheesecakes in the back. One of the best cheesecakes in the world, by the way. And I would drop cheesecake in all the restaurants, all the delis in New York City. And I said, let me tell you something to you. You want to hate Germany? I'm with you. I feel you. I'm with you. But if you say something about Jesus, you know this piece of crap you got parked outside full of cheesecake? I parked that in Harlem. And people will eat cheesecake for free in Harlem. I tell, and you know why? I call you. I take the train, call you. I tell you where I parked your piece of crap in Harlem. You say something about Jesus. You say something. Say something. Say one more thing. And I, I was broke. I needed money. I said, oh, my gosh, you're going to fire me? <laughs> I need those $300, man. No $300, like $3,000. I, I mean, you, I worked those $300. I stretched them $300. And when she used to give me the Christmas bonus, $500, that was like, you know, a lot of bingo, like the grandma in bingo place. But you mess with the name of Jesus, you can fire me. I'm going to put you in your place. I'm going to let you know you respect that name. You respect that name because you're not, not, you're not gonna, I'm not going to let you mock that name. What, what are you doing to your name, to the name of Jesus Christ? What does it mean to you? What, what, what is it when people mock your name, mock that name, that you've been saved, you've been sanctified, you've been purified, you've been made holy? What do you say? Do you still watch your TV and giggle and laugh and, and suck it all in? And I'm not saying, I'm not saying sell your TV. That's not why I'm going because I like watching my football. I like watching my, I mean, I don't watch basketball anymore, but I watch my baseball. And I watch my sport and I watch stuff that I know in the contents of what, you know, not, dis, not to disrespect God. You know, Shark Week. I'm doing, I go to California, people say, you come in the water, you come in surfing? I say, first of all, Puerto Ricans don't surf. <laughs> Let's just get that straight. Puerto Rican people don't surf. And that Jaws is out there. 
I'm not going home early. I'm not going to be no shark snack. No, I don't surf. Now, you want to play volleyball? We can do that. But you ain't going to catch me in the water. I went to the Bahamas. I preached in the Bahamas. And I remember I got in the water. I mean, I said, let me go. I was up to here. And my friend named Jose. Every Puerto Rican name is Jose. I don't know what's wrong with that. John, get out the water. John, get out the water. And I'm like, why? Why? Then it hit me. I got out the water. He said, what, what's going on? He said, I got cut, man. He got like a little tiny cut. Sharks are going to come. They're going to get you. I said, thank you for saving my life. I owe you one. I want to save your spiritual life today. I want to save your spiritual life today. Because the physical don't mean nothing if you don't have the spiritual. See, this is the thing I don't understand. This is the thing. My message today is, where are your keys? You know, it's funny. You know what the hypocrisy? The hypocrisy today is, the hypocrisy today, it's, you see, the book, the, the book of Acts, a church started in the upper room with 120 people. And when it dropped in the street, it turned the street on fire. It turned the street on fire. 3,000 people got saved. And then the church, fast forward, ended up in the book of Galatians. A church got hit by the Holy Spirit, and then later on, they're trying to do things in their own understanding. They're trying to do things by work, by the flesh. They try to do all these kind of things. And Paul said, who had bewitched you? You were running your race, but who had bewitched you? See, they, 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 the devil knows hindering, delay, blockages, and distraction. Those are the devil's weapons. Hindering, delay, and distractions. And blockages. So you won't fulfill your purpose and your destiny. You ever seen someone like 50-something years old? Now he's trying to dance. I was like, dude, uh, you can't be doing the twist. It's way gone, dude. Sit down. It, it passed your time. And many of us try to do things. Now we try to play catch-up with God. And this is, a, this is the thing I want to talk to you about. This, this is the thing I, I, want to, I just want to talk to you about. The hypocrisy in the church. I want to talk. See, I'm going to bring it to you. Because the hypocrisy in the church. See, we got keys, keys, keys. Keys to the house, keys to the garage, keys to the car. And then when you lose the keys to the house, the keys to the car, the keys to the garage, you get upset. You get, oh, I lost the key. I can't believe. Now I got to go to the locksmith. I got to change the lock. It's going to cost me money. I can't believe that I lost the keys to the car. What was I thinking? I mean, I must be an idiot. I don't know what's going on. All of this and that. You go on and on, and you tell your grandmother, you tell Julio, you tell Juan. You keep going on, and, and you, you call people on the phone. Can't you believe I lost the keys? I don't know what I was thinking. You know, now my house, I don't know. Someone might have the keys to my house now. Someone might break in. Julio lives next door. I heard he's a crook. <laughs> All about upset by losing the keys. But the sad thing about it, you had lost the keys to the kingdom and you're not even upset. 
The devil has taken the keys to the kingdom out of your hands, and you're living like you got the keys to the kingdom, and you don't have access to the kingdom anymore, and you're not even crying about that. The keys to the kingdom that the devil took off your hand that God entrusted you with. I know, I'm coming at you. I'm leaving tomorrow anyway. It's an amazing thing because you see in the book of Luke and the book of Mark, God told the disciples, God told the disciple, who do they say I am? He told the disciple, who do they say I am? And the disciple said, well, you know, uh, you know, I, I heard down the block, you know, I heard down the block, they think you John the Baptist and, uh, you know, but he said, who do you think people say I am? Think about it. What a statement. Who do you think people say I am? And the disciples like scratching their heads and said, well, you know, they said that you are, hmm, I think they're down over there. They said you did, you did John the Baptist and we turned the corner and people saying you're Elijah. You know, some of you people say that you might be a prophet of old, raised from the dead. And Jesus flipped the question on them and said, who do you say I am then? <laughs> who do you say? Jesus flipped the question. Who, you say, who, who do you say I am? And they were like, whoa. Uh, they were lost. They, were, they didn't have no response. And then crazy Peter come out of nowhere. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus said, flesh and blood have not revealed that to you. My father in heaven. And then Jesus said, uh, uh, a powerful statement. Jesus said, Jesus said upon Peter, Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. I give you the keys of the kingdom. I give you the keys of the kingdom. We're not talking about physical keys. I give you the keys of the kingdom, Peter. I give you the keys of the kingdom. We're not talking about a physical thing. The keys of the kingdom, it is, it is amazing. The keys of the kingdom. He said, I give it to you. It's not a physical thing. Jesus was saying, I give you access. I give you access to the kingdom. And some of you don't have access to the kingdom because you have lost the keys. But you're not even pissed off about it. You're not even upset about it. You lose your house keys. No one would break into your house. Your house is bro broken. Your house is busted. I'm breaking into your house. You, got, you know what I mean? Your TV's not even updated. You you access to the kingdom, access to the kingdom. You understand what God is saying to us? God is saying, God said, I saw Lucifer fall like lightning. That means I dropped him. You want to get, you know, 2020, I dropped him. And then Lucifer said, okay, I lost the first fight. I want a rematch. So God said, I put the church on the earth. Get your rematch. And we're losing the fight. Because we lost the keys of the kingdom. And we have no access to the kingdom. So the Bible, the Bible says this. You have lost access. You have lost the keys of the kingdom. The Bible says, it is, you have to understand this. Because it's not a physical. God says this. that The keys of the kingdom, the access to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth. It's bound in heaven. So it's a physical thing here, bound here, but a supernatural thing up there. 
And you, you can burn all you want here, but without key, you have no supernatural opportunity, no supernatural moment, and no supernatural victory. Because it will be bound in a spiritual round, in a supernatural round. And without the keys, what are you going to lock? How are you going to bind and loose? How are you going to cage up that devil that's trying to kill you? Oh, it's good. It's coming. Preaching to myself. It's about impact. It's about spiritual impact. The devil said that the kingdom of, uh, the kingdom of heaven is so violent, but the violent take it back by force. And you're trying to beat the devil with white gloves. Compromising. Negotiating. We don't negotiate with the enemy. Say, people celebrate Halloween, right? I'm going to be the little mermaid. The marine spirit. That's what you're going to be, a water spirit. You're going to change your identity for one night. Open doors and gateways and portals. Now the devil owns legal rights because you open the door because you want to dress a little Ariel. I dress like the crab guy. Yeah, marine spirit too. And we dress like these things and we, we, we become these things and we become part of an identity that is dead. But you don't hear, then you don't hear Satanists. Oh, I can't wait for Good Friday to go to church. Oh, you can't, you don't even say and say, I can't wait. I'm going to take off my black clothes. I'm going to iron it. I'm going to do my nails in black. You know, I can't wait to go over there and sing hallelujah. Because they fear the devil more than we fear God. See, the pastor, we were talking in the car. He said something to me that brought revelation. And I'm going to bring it to you. I didn't say it in the last services. See, the devil has power. But he doesn't have the right power against the right believer. See, the devil has power, but not power around the right believer. Now, if you're a Mickey Mouse believer and you're, you're one of these wannabe Christians, or you're a Christian, you're a chicken coop Christian, always pecking and gossiping. Then the devil got legal rights over you. Over your mouth. Because whatever you speak out of your mouth, you become. If you're home speaking divorce, you'll get one. If, you, if you're speaking defeat, you'll get it too. Because whatever you speak, you bring to life. And if it's death that's coming out of your mouth, death is coming for you. See, I don't care what situation I'm in. I'm always going to speak life. But you see, I've seen too much in Jesus to doubt. So I don't, if, if, if 20 years ago, God brought me out of that, then he could bring me out of this. Because God changed now. And if the devil couldn't kill me when I was in the world, he can't kill me now that I'm in Jesus. I better than wish. Come bring it. Because it ain't going to happen. So I just want you to check your pocket and your pocketbooks, whatever you want to call it your man bag do you have keys where are your keys where are your keys where are your keys but Jesus put us here in the physical 
He gave us access. He gave us keys. Because it's a supernatural thing. And the natural has to touch the supernatural. And sad to say, many of us lost our keys. How, John? But the devil took them from you. You gave them up. The church has lost its power because they have lost their keys. So you can't touch and agree with heaven because you don't have access. You don't have power. We, we don't touch and agree. See, your hand has to clap with God. It has to be a rhythm. You have to have the rhythm of heaven in your life. That's when I go to places and witches come up from anywhere. Uh, listen, I've been to Japan. Witches show up. I, I eat you sushi. Don't play with me. I don't even like sushi. <laughs> I've been to the Caribbean and witches show up. So what? You want some of this? <laughs> I've been to Germany, Fort Woodcraft in Germany. I've been everywhere. I don't care. I'm crazy. I, people say, don't you have an entourage? I say, yeah, me and the Holy Spirit. That's my entourage. You know, y'all don't need to carry my toothbrush or my hairbrush. I know how to brush my own hair. Because you see, I don't. I have the keys. I hold on to my keys more than I hold on to my own life. I hold on to my keys because you see, my keys give me access to heaven. I can open up the portals of heaven. I can open up heaven. I can open up heaven. I can open up. I can open up. I can open up the Michael's quarters and release warring angels from heaven. I got the keys. I got access. I can call. I can stand. I stand in the third heaven with Jesus Christ. The highest of the highest of them. Every devil, every witch, every warlock, every demonic principality. Everything is under my feet. I release the fire of God from heaven. I can move things in the heaven realm because I got keys. I have authority. Keys of power. Keys is authority. Because I can bind and loose anytime I want. I can, I can move anything in the heavenlies because I got keys. It's, it's funny because in the book of Acts, the demon told the sons of Sceva, well, Jesus, we know he got keys. He has authority. Paul, we know he got keys and authority. Where are yours? And you give them a beatdown. I mean, you know when someone give you a beatdown and your clothes fall off? That's a good beatdown. <laughs> because they had no keys. I'm talking to someone here. I'm talking to someone here. Keys. See, you see, this is, if I take the keys away from you, then you have no, you have no access to heaven. You have no power. You have no power to change things. You have no power to move nothing. And you have no power to transform anything. You with me? The devil knows. The devil understands. The access, having keys, you got access to heaven. And the devil understands that the power, it is the key. The Holy Spirit is my key. The Holy Spirit is my key. It's a, it's a metaphor. It's not, it's not physical keys. It is, it is my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I hear people say, I don't know if I should smack them or kick them. I have to fast, my brother, so I can hear from the Holy Spirit. You have to fast to know the voice of the Holy Spirit? Really? 
Maybe by fast watching those pornographic movies you're watching, maybe you fast off that. Fast off fast, so you can get off Facebook, but you spend 20 hours on Facebook and 15 minutes with Jesus. Then you tell me you're saved. You're not saved. I'm a fast because I, 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 want, I, I, I need to hear from God. Really? Well, you don't read your Bible? I fast because God has been on assignment. I don't fast because I need to know his voice or hear his voice. I know his voice. I don't have to fast to know the voice of God because I spent time with him and I got keys and I have access and I have the Holy Spirit. It's time to get the keys back from the devil today. It's time to get your keys back from the devil today. But Jesus is coming back and he won't be your lawyer. He's going to be your judge. And the mark of the beast is around the corner because the Antichrist is, is walking the earth today. There being a shift. People panic. People put their trust more in sanitizer than Jesus. Give me some sanitizers. <laughs> but you won't raise up holy hands. Because you're, you're a devil in disguise. You're a Pharisee. It's time to come and bow your knee. And I'm not judging you because I don't have to judge you. That's not my job. My job is to get you to heaven and stop playing games. And get your keys back. Get your purpose back. Get your destiny back. Whatever God invested in you, whatever God put in you, the saddest thing about a Christian is to die with your purpose and your destiny inside and get to heaven before time. And you're going to go to heaven and you got nothing to say. And Jesus is going to say, well, I, just have, I, just, I just have sorry and let you in. You're gonna, some of you is going to get in by the back row of heaven. You won't even get into the front door because you barely made it. I ain't signed up for this to, beg, to barely make heaven. I sign up when I get to heaven, I'd be like a Billy Graham. I'd be like a Nicky Crew. And I mean, he's not there yet. Praise God for him. But I'd be like a Debbie Wilkinson. I go in there and people are going to say, thank you, John. Thank you, John. But yeah, thank you for what? You preach. I was in your service and I got saved. You preach and the devils came off me. I want to heaven. It's going to be a whole bunch of people. A whole bunch of people. Because I did my job. I, I, I ran my race. I don't have to be in your lane. I love the pastor here. He, 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 the pastor here is an amazing man. Man, amazing man. They know how to run their race. They ain't worried about nobody else. You do you, I do me. We get together, you know. We get the devil migraine. God made a team. He made no one better than nobody. Because when you run your race, if it's two miles, you run them. If I run ten, when we get to heaven, God give you the same prize. Who, 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 who has bewitched you? Now you're running a different race without keys. No access to heaven. When was the last time you moved from glory to glory? When was the last time you had a, a Jesus moment? Instead of a TV moment? A social media moment? When was the last time you had an encounter with God? When was the last time you heard his voice in your ear? Or you just hear gossip? People come up to me and tell me, you know, I just want to tell you something I heard. Shut up. Shut up and get out of my face. If you can't bring the person with you, then shut up. God called me to edify, not crucify anybody. Because you know what? I could be the next, I could be, I could be talking about you, and then tomorrow I might need you. 
Because mm-hmm. I, tomorrow I might, I might be sitting in the mountaintop having a peppermint patty, and then tomorrow I might, I might fall. I might need you to pray for me. I might, need you, I might need you to stand with me. I might need you to love on me. I might need you to restore me. I don't, I, I, I understand, I understand. I don't, people are crazy. You know, you fall and you want mercy. Some pastor fall, you want the rocks. He's just as human as you are. Now, if he comes to repentance and he says, look, I'm sorry, I repent, I did it wrong, you know, I made a mistake, I'm good with that, I can live with that, you're still my pastor, because you're human like me, but if now you're denying it, and you're lying about it, you're hiding it, and now, now you need, I don't have no respect for you, because no one is exempt from any situation, listen, uh, Charles Temperton, Charles Temperton was a friend of Billy Graham, the best friend of Billy Graham, Charles Temperton graduated with Billy Graham, he was more charismatic, than Billy Graham. He was more anointed than Billy Graham. Actually, he, when he started his church, he had 1,200 members at the time. That was a mega church. And because of he, the devil sucker punched him because he saw, he saw a picture of an de- de- African woman with a dead baby and the devil sucker punched him. He, he renounced his ministry. He became an atheist. Yeah, watch what you watch because the devil used that and get you out of the game. This man was anointed. He graduated with Billy Graham. Had a church of 1,200 members and because he opened the door to the enemy, the devil sucker punched him and he left and became an atheist. The first book he wrote was Farewell God. And they went up to Billy Graham. They asked Billy Graham, what do you say about your friend? Billy Graham said, he's still my friend. He's still my homie. I pray for him. Ain't throw him under the bus. Pray for him. And you know what happened Charles Temperton? At 90 years old, this reporter, young reporter, Christian reporter, went up to uh, Canada, Toronto, Canada. And knocked on his door. And he said, could I speak to Mr. Charles, ma'am? And the lady said, Charles is sick. He's not doing well. He said, Charles knew I was coming. He told me I can do an interview with him. Is it okay you ask him? I came from far. Could you just ask him? I'm here. If he says no, then I leave. But at least tell him I'm here. At least that was his wife. The wife said, stay right there. I'll be back. Came back later, minutes later. She said, Charles said, come in. Sit in the living room. Charles came down on the road at the age of 90. And the man asked to interview him, asked him all kind of questions. Young, young Christian reporter. Asked him all kind of questions. And in the end, it, it prompted him in the spirit. And he said, Charles, could I ask you my last question before I leave? And Charles said, hit me. He said, well, who was the greatest man you ever met? And Charles cried. He said, the man, Jesus Christ. And he gave his life back to Jesus. The man lost his keys and got him back at the age of 90. My question is in my altar call, who owns your keys? Who? You could get angry if you lost your house keys. You lose your car keys, you could get angry. But the keys in the kingdom that God has given you access to the Holy Spirit and His Son Jesus Christ by the finished work of the cross. And you just give up the keys like that and you don't have them, and you can't bind and loose anything, you can't even tie your shoes with that. And you're talking to me that you're sitting here today and you're telling me everything is cool in the hood with you? When you're hellbound, you're faking Jesus, you're faking a false gospel, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, that they're feeding you on TV, whatever church you go to, your pastor's crazy, leave. I'm serious. You tell your pastor, you can call me. I let them know. I lay hands on them. Because your eternity and your salvation is more important to me than your pastor. 
I sat under that church for a long time in the Bronx as a young Christian. And I was, I was very frustrated. I said, if, if this is Christianity, I have more power in the devil. I will do more things with the devil than we do here. The pastor said, we're going to call Behelia. That's a night vigil. 12 o'clock, we're eating pancake and coffee. No, Behelia. Devil worship, I was used to being up all night. Now we're having, you know, pancake and coffee. I said, well, 12, 12 or 1. I said, well, we're having pancake and coffee. He said, pancake, you know. No, no. Pancake. I, I, my Puerto Rican accent is killing you. Let me finish this up. Coffee cake. Coffee cake and coffee at 12 or 1. Demons are running crazy, and we're having coffee. I said, what happened? I thought we were going to go to like 4 in the morning. I, you know, we do it next time. We do it next time. We'll get them next time. Get them next time. They're all over here, all over me. We're going to get them next time. But there might not be a next time. And I went through all that. Pastors taking sabbaticals. Sabbaticals. We take a sabbatical either when you die, you rapture. <laughs> Pastor said it. Church is closed when we rapture. So some even might stay behind, so it might be partially open. Fruit Loop Christians, delusional Christians, medicated Christians, stay behind. Stay behind. You better wear a neck brace because they're going to cut your head off. <laughs> so, but I mean, actually, honestly, the, the Antichrist is going to be a Muslim. Because the only religion I know cuts hair is Muslims. I used to cut heads, but I used to cut chickens, not, not people. I was a chicken killer. I think I kill more chicken than Frank Perdue. I had a PhD. My question is to you, are you safe? Are you really safe? Are you partial safe? Are you like Job in the book, Job chapter 38? I knew of him, now I know him. Job was righteous. Job though he knew Jesus. Well, Jesus is God, by the way, in case you didn't read your Bible. In the book 38, chapter 38, because there's 42 chapters, and historians say that Joe went to a trial for one year. And he told them, put your pants on, I'm going to talk to you now. You don't want God to talk to you. They said, they, 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 my Bible said demons tremble. What they see when demons tremble? And demons are supposed to be all that in the bag of chips. And when they see God, they tremble. So I'm asking you a question. Are you saved? If you were to die tonight, would you make heaven? Another question is, if Jesus were to walk here right now, I'm talking about Jesus, not the Pope or Julio or Bishop so-and-so. Everybody's a bishop now. You got five people in your church, you're a bishop. Not bishop. If Jesus walked here tonight, Jesus said in the Last Supper, he said something powerful. He says, one of you is going to betray me. And the, and the disciples say, is it me, Lord? Is it me? I mean, think about it. Is it me? I walked with you for three years, and I'm going to make, I mess up now? Is it me, Lord? Am I going to betray you? Lord, talk, talk to me. Who is it? They were so concerned. They were so like, the heart beating off the chest, knowing that I, I can't miss it now. If Jesus walking right here, right now, walking right here, right now, if he were to walk and say, what are you that not making heaven? 
what would you say? What would you say? Is it me, Lord? Or are you going to sit there with your pretty self and your fake makeup? And no one will make up because that might be back. You know, I don't want an ugly girl in my life. Slap it on, baby. Don't you know what's you know funny? These, 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 you know what's funny? These, these holidays. Listen, I don't go to Puerto Rican churches. I don't preach in Puerto Rican. All I want know. I went to a Puerto Rican church when I was a young Christian, and the pastor threw me out. He asked me to come preach, and he threw me out. He escorted me with two bodyguards out to the street. Yeah, 10 people. Because I was worldly, because I had a watch, and I had a, I had a crucifix on with Jesus. Not with Jesus, I had a crucifix. And he said I was worldly. He escorted me out of the church. I said, stupid, how am I going to tell time? I might have been an Indian. I don't know the moon and the sun tell time. How am I going to tell time? How stupid are you? How am I going to tell time? I need a watch. Tú eres mundiano. Mundiano. I said, why? Tú tienes un reloj y un crucifijo. Well, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to have one. You didn't complain when I had it upside down. Now I'm on the right side and you throw me out of church. And then when, when he threw me out, they had, you know, Spanish Harlem. I don't know if you, you know, Spanish Harlem. They had 300 people outside hanging out, playing, running up and down. He had 10 cats in his church. Because me wearing a watch, I wasn't holy. Me wearing makeup, I'm not holy. If I brush my hair too good, I'm not holy. If I look like a sexy Puerto Rican, which I am, I'm not holy. Holy. <laughs> holy comes within. It's not, that's why I love when I meet brothers got tattoos, you know. They, I'm not saying I'm not promoting tattoos. That's not what I'm here for. I'm saying when brothers look crazy and they dress normal and they dress, they dress like the, my young generation here, they dress like this. See, this is the real church. This is the end time church right here. This is it. This is it. This is what this this is this is what God's looking for. This is what's gonna prepare and bring it to the devil like you never seen it before. This young your young generation. Y'all looking looking. My brother got a Yankee hat. You a Yankee fan? Or you just wearing it because you want to represent New York? You Yankee fan? Yes or no? I don't lip, I don't lip I don't read lips. Yankee fan? You my homie. I'm a Yankee fan. My mother used to bring me to the stadium. It was a dollar fifty. We sat in the worst seat. By the time we got up there, the game was up to the seventh inning. <laughs> we started going climbing up the stairs, and, to, and we got started climbing up the stairs. And uh, by the time you got up there, there was no one up there. It was cold. It was summer. It was cold up there. That's how high we were. But my mom, she's my hero. Because the closest thing to God is a good mother. She's my hero. I take care of my mom. I buy her stuff. I, I, I give her financial blessings. I take care of my mom. Because I know when my mom used to get beat up. I know my mom didn't buy clothes for herself so she could feed me and my brothers. And now I take care of my mom. I bought an awesome coat. I bought like two coats. I got, I got these sneakers right here. I, I got them for women. So my mom walked all over. She sent me three. I, do, I go by, I drop four or five hundred dollars on her because she invested in me. So I said, Mom, I got you now. Because the Bible said that if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. 
And if you don't take, if your father's here, you don't take your kids, you're going to hell. I take care of my daughter. My daughter has a good job. She makes 55000 a year, my daughter. I still pay half, for, I pay half of her rent every month. Because I'm telling her, what I didn't do for you when you were little, I got you now. Because God showed me how to be a father. I take care of my daughter. I, I, I bless her. I, I take care. I buy her stuff. I give her, I give her stuff. So let her know your daddy's here to stay. I, say, I pray for my daughter, for Boaz. I want my daughter to marry no frog. I'm doing the wedding. I'm doing the wedding. Everybody don't marry no frog. I'm doing the wedding. I'm doing, this is the wedding right here. Check it out. I'm walking down the aisle with her. They're going to say, whoa, who's going to marry her? And I'm walking down the aisle with my daughter. They say, who's going to marry her? I go, whoop. Am I gonna marry my daughter? I'm gonna marry my daughter. That's right. I'm gonna marry my daughter. Marry my daughter. That's why I love the young generation. Let me. I, I want to pray for you today. I want to stand with you today. And if you lost the keys, come get them, cause Jesus got the keys back. And Jesus will trust you and give you back the keys. And the keys is not a, it's not a physical thing. It, it, it is access to the kingdom, access to God, access to the Holy Spirit, access to your purpose and your destiny, man. I was sold out for the enemy, sold out beyond you can imagine. I moved, I was, I was like poor. I moved, I moved, I moved up beyond my peers in the devil's side. Moved up, up the ranks. Moved up. Contract with marine spirit. Contract with devils in the in the cemetery. Moved up. Astral projecting devil, cemetery devil, witchcraft, all kind of devil. I make. I moved up. People can't believe how I, I passed all these people behind. Moved up, climbing the wrong ladder. Twenty-five years of my life wasted. A bad father. Witchcraft for my family. I did. Witchcraft for my brother. Put him in jail for five years. Witchcraft to people so they can get sick. People can die. Witchcraft to get people miscarriages and abortion. Witchcraft, suicide spirits. Putting suicide spirit on people so they can kill themselves. The devil's real. The devil plays for keeps. Don't take them lightly. Witchcraft to take over regions and neighborhoods because if I took over the region and took, took the region off of the people, of the church, the church is supposed to own the region, not the devil. This church owns the region because they're not afraid of the devil. They bring it to the devil. They don't talk about the devil. They bring it to the devil because they're going to set the people free. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you like what you've heard, you can find more of this great content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and even Pinterest. In other words, we would love to connect with you for the latest and greatest info on all conferences and internships. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.